so welcome back guys welcome um to watching movies with megan uh for week two um so we just finished watching the disaster artist which was actually directed by james franco as well he starred in it as tommy Wiseau, and it came out in 2017 14 years after the initial release of the room um I kind of made, yeah, I, I mean, I've asked you guys if you had seen The Room before. I highly would, I would recommend watching The Room before. I know, but this is, I, I like how this movie too, um, it's its own story, which I'll get into a, a little more in depth. Um, I watched this <laughs> this movie originally with my dad and my stepmom and my younger brother Aiden, maybe like two years ago. And I was the only one who had seen The Room and they picked up pretty quickly on what the whole concept was. So could like bravo for this movie for I guess doing a good job depicting how that movie was filmed um yeah so um so it's based on the book of the same title uh which was written by Greg Celeste I've got to pronounce his last name wrong it's so simple too uh Sisterio and uh Tom uh Bazell. Uh, so Greg, he was played um, by Dan Franco and ultimately played Mark. And yeah, this was just like a memoir of his to, uh, yeah, a memoir of his to um, talk about the movie and everything. So as I was like reading up on this movie earlier today, around like five o'clock, as late as ever, um, I came across this interesting article in the New Yorker um, about how the disaster artist creates Tommy Wiseau as a character himself, which I thought was an interesting concept because, like, he's he's an actual person, <laughs> but this movie just fully characterizes him, and it's I guess. I've never, I've never met him. I don't know if I ever will, but yeah, I guess like, how do you get, like, does, I guess I'll open it up to the floor then if anyone wants to talk, um, if you guys do, it's totally up to you. Um, that, uh, that Tommy is a character right from the start, regardless of just like, oh, I'm like not explaining it well. Like if you watch The Room, you see Johnny, this character Johnny. But when you watch The Disaster Artist, you realize that Tommy Wiseau is his own character and that Johnny is merely a reflection of Tommy's character in real life. There's really no difference to the two characters. They're both like very melodramatic. Um, like they exaggerate on everything. Um, the movie does a great job of I guess, creating that character of Tommy um, with the dinner scene where he interrupts uh, Jude Apatow's dinner, uh, which that's actually Jude Apatow. Uh, he, <laughs> the opening uh, scene where he's um, in his acting class in San Francisco and he's just like yelling <laughs> in front of the other students. And then even in the diner scene where he makes um, Greg, like, shout, I, again, I'm not an actor, but I've never, I went to school, we went to school with a bunch of actors, I've never seen people do that, that's a very, like, yeah, it's just very melodramatic, um, but yeah, so, to go based off of that character, at, or Tommy as a character, 
this article basically claimed that the room yeah, was depicting Tommy's perception of life and yeah, so I know this is now a question about the movie The Room, but I'm curious if you guys see The Room now as sort of this gateway of Tommy's understanding. I mean, I'm not a film expert, but mm -hmm. I definitely want to go back and rewatch The Room after like getting a little mm -hmm. like biographical like real life kind of look at his personality and like his mindset of why he was the type of person and actor that he was and like rewatch with that lens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I, I fairly recently, I recently watched rewatched re the room with Sienna and a few other friends and even just like watching t um, Tommy was like being interviewed just yeah he <laughs> it's just like it's totally different from he like brings the movie to life almost like in real life like it just doesn't seem like it seems like everything he does is cinematic in a way and that with the room a, ca a camera just happened to follow him <laughs> for 58 days out of the original 40 days they were supposed to be shooting um i i think i would have lost my mind on that film set um, <laughs> but yeah, um, another article I was reading was from the New York Times. This was a review and it was talking about how this movie can be seen <laughs> or the disaster artist can be seen as a how-to video, which I thought was funny because like they didn't say it, but it's like, uh, how to make a bad movie <laughs> and yeah, it's. I'm also curious. I actually, if someone could do me a favor and look up who edited this movie, I'm very curious if it was Tommy himself too. Because I feel like in post, like I've worked post before, and like we usually tell like the videographers like their work sucked if their work had sucked, or at least like we don't work with them in the future. Um, it was Casey Schroeder. Oh, that's is that what? You're finding too? Yeah, that's what I was up. Wait, wait, what name did you find? Stacy Schroeder. I might be wrong because that's just the first result. Oh, I think I have, I think I have an Eric, because I searched up who edited the room and I have an Eric Chase. I thought she asked, did you want it who edited the room or who edited the disaster artist? Oh, the room. Oh, my bad. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> she did a, you know, she did a pretty good job. But like, and so, yeah, the guy who edited the room, I'm curious, like, how he worked with Tommy. Like, did did this guy, um, like, tell Tommy, like, by the way, this movie is like really, it's it's very choppy. Um, it doesn't it doesn't smooth. It's um, it doesn't have a smooth like transition between like anything between beats dialogue scenes um and and again like thinking of just like tommy's interviews on like late night shows too it's it's the same thing like there's no smooth transition between anything like any yeah anything um in his presence which is just like a unique thing about him and that's i think what makes him really interesting as a person um but yeah would you guys look at 
the disaster artist as like a how-to video of like how how to make a bad movie because it is a it is meta like it's a movie about making a movie um i would say i definitely like how do i say this i would say yeah i guess because because now in filmmaking, like, since we have, like, a lot of references to go to and stuff like that, such as, like, the disaster artists in the room, mm-hmm. like, I believe, like, yeah, if, if you make a movie, like, it's true intention to be serious, like, you can easily, especially with a lot of people focusing on it and a lot of people giving feedback and stuff like that at premieres and stuff, you can definitely see, like, oh, like, this, like, this is a, this can be funny and this can be serious at the same time. So either or. It could be taken in any context. Gotcha. I noticed that Vernon has <laughs> has just joined us. Vernon, I'm recording. Just heads up in case. Um, but we were talking about um, the disaster artist because it's a meta movie. Uh, if it could be seen as like a how-to video of like how to make a bad movie. So. But yeah, and then uh, just. What was uh, your final point again, Danye, about like if you're going out with intentions to make a good movie? Oh, if, you, if you're going out with intentions to make a good movie, um, I guess, well, I, I don't know who said this quote, but I guess like I forgot what somebody said. Like, what movie is like truly bad? Because I guess nobody considers any movie bad. Because, like, for example, um, what's that? It's this horrible movie that premieres on like, the sci-fi channel every year. It's like, like Sharknado. Tornado sharks. Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Sharknado. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's just one night. Kanye came over to my apartment and he was like, what do you want to do? And I said, I can't explain it. We just have to watch a bad shark movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. We watched the one with Jason State. That was the Meg. Meg. But I think that goes to the point that sometimes we crave absurdity and ridiculousness and that's a form of escape as well because (laughs) that particular evening I really had the desire to watch something bad Mm -hmm. Um, Sonia can remember this I said I I need to watch a bad shark movie (laughs) go on any streaming platform there's definitely a category that needs that shark movie (laughs) yeah that's a fact and that, yeah, that's that, that, that goes back to the point too. Like, because some people, like, we want to watch, we want to watch something so unrealistic, like it really doesn't, like, doesn't. It, well, of course, Shark Tank doesn't make any fucking sense at all. But like, that that goes to show, like, um, that that was another point I was making. Like, is any movie like really bad? Because like these really bad movies, like, they make a lot of make a lot of noise. They make a lot of money. Like, I'm pretty sure Sharknado is one of the best movie series streamed on television. Yeah. And, like, so, it's, I don't know, it goes hand, it goes hand in hand. Like, I, I, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I don't know. This is, this is a, this is one of those, like, type of drawn-in type topics. I'll be lost in some of these topics. But I do love the disaster artist, though. Yeah. Movie. I saw this twice already. the second thought one. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, I saw the movie. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Danya, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, that was my last. That was my last thought. You go ahead. I was just, I was just reflecting on how the first time I ever saw the room was 
first month into the pandemic, things were already so bizarre and absurd that when I watched The Room for the first time, um, I had a feeling that it would have been more ridiculous if I had watched it before we entered 2020 mm -hmm. because I was already in like a sort of brain fog of surrealness and <laughs> I feel like if I like watched The Room during my normal day-to-day -day life I would have enjoyed it more and I would have found more humor in it as when I watched it <laughs> when I watched it during the pandemic like it seemed absurd but we were already living in the absurdity also, Megan, I think I, I've talked to you about this. We went and saw the opera together mm -hmm. a while ago, and I was telling you about how I took opera history for a couple of years, mm -hmm. and I talked to Ali about how opera is very similar to wrestling because they're just both works of art that have a huge following Yeah, solely because movements and the dialogue and everything that's comprises the piece is based off the exaggeration of life because opera there are yeah. all these twists and turns that don't make sense and people are yelling and they're exaggerated and I think that Tommy would have done very well if he was an actor in the opera world yeah I don't think he could have sung but it's that same kind of exaggerated presence that you see yeah, it's totally different than how most people will see the world, too. So if this is, like, Tommy's, like, um, perception, like, that's really interesting. I think that's what grabs people's attention, is that he just sees the world this way, and not many people do. Um, yeah, um, and then just to piggyback on, like, the idea of, like, bad movies, I like... I'm thinking of like when you go to like art museums, it's all like, mm -hmm, like, <laughs> like kind of snobby, but like art doesn't have to be like taken into like a scholarly sense or a scholarly, like I'm using like all the wrong words tonight, scholarly, I don't know, like help me out. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be scholarly to make an impact. Most of the time I can argue too, where it's like, more of the stuff that are like the like the absurd makes more of an impact on like pop culture and like humanity in general because it's the stuff that's really not out to like uh, what like yeah never mind <laughs> I feel like if oh sorry go ahead Sienna I was just going to say, um, we watch reality TV, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is it okay to curse on this recorded thing? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, that whole movie reminds me of one big shit post. And, like, <laughs> if that kind of... Uh, the Disaster Artist or thing, The Room? Well, not... The Disaster Artist, yes, but mm -hmm. more so The Room. Yeah. Um, if Tommy Wiseau had a different kind of platform. Uh, I don't know, he's not... He's not really a comedian, but he would know, definitely thrive in, on TikTok. I think. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just follow me, and you'll you'll get the whole story here. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, any final remarks on 
what you guys thought. Did you guys, I know this was like more of like, I know last week um, it was discussed that you guys want to see like more like independent or even like foreign films, for instance, is, were you guys cool with like a, blo a blockbuster sort of? I feel like not many people, it, this wasn't as popular as like the biggest blockbuster, but it was, so I, I thought like, it'd be fun. Um, and it comments on a cult film, which I'm all about cult cinema, so. Um, nah, this this movie was fire. Okay, um, cool. I would definitely. I can't, oh, I'll put. All right, so there was a. I'll say it now because I'll probably forget it. There's this movie coming out on February 5th. Mm -hmm. It's called The Glitch in the Matrix. Okay. It's about the philosophy of people actually. We're actually living in a simulation and not in reality. Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a tip. I mean, I said a tip. I'll send it in the chat. Yeah, but, put it nah, in the movie one, suggestions. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. But this movie was fire. I was fun, cool. like watching it because I think James Franco like did his job. <laughs> James Franco was brilliant in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like he like this this movie. I think this is my matter of fact. It might be my third time watching it. Mm -hmm. but, it's my yeah, like, it's my third time. Like this movie, this movie was definitely like this movie was definitely fire, and I definitely like um whoever. I would say that the huge aspect about this movie is like whoever like wrote this, like this type. I mean, I'm, did James Franco write this? I, I don't. Know. But whoever wrote this is like type fire with their with their pen, because I feel like the writing like really complemented um Tommy Wiseau's uh, personality in a sort of way, and it like gave. It's literally it was a movie about the making. Of making of the film and I guess the only person who really had a huge impact who needed to mm -hmm. was like James Franco and his character because Tommy Wiseau is an interesting character in real life in general he's a very interesting yeah. person so like as James Franco murdered that like they even had like Zeph Rogen in it and stuff like and his brother is the other main character mm -hmm. like no nah, this movie was, this movie was fire I like the writing a lot this movie was fire not gonna lie it's like top five writing for me because I definitely meet like number one yeah movie, I like, I up. I also was thinking early, like while watching it, the with the screenplay, because I'm thinking um, this screenplay is so much better <laughs> than the room screenplay. <laughs> like it, it tells the story better of the room than if you were to like actually watch the room. <laughs> like, and this is just a movie on the making of it. So, yeah, kudos to the screenwriting, to the writing of this film. Um, but yeah. And then also just some fun facts about that I thought you guys would find interesting about this movie and The Room. Um, Britney Spears was actually considered to play Juliet Danielle, who's the blonde um, in the movie. So I thought that'd be a very different outcome. And then Juliet Danielle herself, like the real actress who played um, Lisa in The Room, she has an Etsy page. And if you guys remember from the room, there are just a bunch of photos of spoons and frames, <laughs> which now I realize is why PTV had a spoon portrait in a frame. Like I never, for four years, I didn't get why we had that in the studio. But yeah, so basically she will hand paint spoons on canvases, sign them and mail them to you. So I could put the, I could, I'm gonna put the link <laughs> in the Kansas, uh, chat because I think that's really funny <laughs> that she does that now um 
I am thinking for next week, I will screen Loving Vincent. Do you guys, are we cool with that? Because. Sounds good. What is that? It is a movie from 2016 or 2017. Um, it's an independent film and is the first fully hand-painted uh, feature film. Like every frame is painted, hand-painted in the style of Vincent Van Gogh. It's beautiful. I'll send like more details throughout the week. Um, but yeah, I have like a list of movies. Again, if you guys have any movie suggestions, just like pop them in there. Um, I see that we now have like 20 people in the chat, which is like really cool. Um, so I might, might make like an, I don't know if I want to make an Instagram like right now, um, but it might just be like, it might just be more fun um, <laughs> to have an Instagram where like then we can vote on the movies if you guys suggest them and then to go back to like last week where I was like determining on the title of this whole project so I have watching obviously watching movies with Megan Vernon texted me earlier this week and he said um like what about Cinemegan theaters so instead of cinematic it's Cinemegan I don't know that sounds fire that sounds fire <laughs> that's cute so that's fire Okay, I think yeah, I think I'm gonna rebrand then, uh, Vernon. I'll give I'll give you credit. <laughs> um, what? You want your fifteen percent? Yeah. Okay. When you're okay, yeah. <laughs> Money Macklin over here, but <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks for joining me again this week, guys. I had a lot of fun. It's been. It's been a little stressful this week, but this was really nice to look forward to today. And I hope you guys had a pleasant evening. <laughs>